Under the Bridge, the podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Under the Bridge, the podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. My name is Nelson Latif. Our guest today is Kimberly Lyle. She's a motivational speaker, a specialist in transformational leadership and organizational development. Thank you so much for coming through. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. I love what you're doing with this podcast, and I'm just excited to share the time with you. Thank you. I'm excited as well, because this is a special episode for me, to be honest. Um, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to become a motivational speaker? Yeah, I appreciate that, Nelson. Um, I, I was raised in Lethbridge, born and raised. And if you would have said to me as a child, one day you're going to stand on stages and talk to people for a living, I would have laughed because <laughs> I was a shy kid and that was not my, nothing that I, I ever thought about becoming. But, you know, I've always loved this community. I've always loved people. I've always wanted to help people. And I always found opportunities to do that as I grew up. What really changed things for me is when I was 18 years old, the Lions Club sponsored me to be a youth exchange student. So I lived in England for a summer. I lived in four different parts of the country with four different families. And that experience was such a game changer for me. I think the thing is, when you're a kid, a teenager, it doesn't really matter what age, we all are searching for how do we become something in this world? How do we make our mark? How do we figure out who we want to be, what we want to do, what kind of life we want to live? And that's definitely where I was at 18. And living overseas with families who were parts of a service club taught me so much about how each one of us has the power individually every day in the little things that we do to make a difference in the world. I could see how people just like you and me would do little things in their communities, whether it was picking up garbage or fundraising for a nonprofit organization or sponsoring a kid like me to have an experience. Absolutely. And so that just gave me such a sense of um, responsibility, but also it empowered me to want to do things. So when I came home, I, I started college and I went back to the Lions Club and I said, how can I give back? How can I say thank you for giving me this incredible experience? And they said, well, there's this gentleman named George Takashima. Okay. He's from Manitoba. He's moving to Lethbridge and he's created this leadership camp for, for kids aged 15 to 21. Go talk to him. Maybe you can volunteer at the camp. So I went to see him thinking, you know, I'd go wash dishes or something. <laughs> and he met with me and he said, I'd like to put you in charge of developing the leadership program for these students who are coming from all over the world to have an experience just like you did. And I went with him for that first summer to camp. And after that, he came to me and he said, Kimberly, you have a way of communicating with people, especially young people, where they listen to you. And every high school in this country is looking for a young person, especially a young woman, who can inspire kids to believe in themselves, to have confidence, to want to go out and do something important in the world, I think you should become a motivational speaker. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, you work with people from all over the world, helping them to understand uh, the power that they have, right? I want to ask you, uh, why do you think most people feel powerless? Oh, there's so many reasons. And I think it's something we learn. If you look at children, they don't take no for an answer. True, true. I, I can testify. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Kids, if, if you say no to them, the first thing they start doing is thinking, what's another way I can ask? Can I negotiate with you? Um, can I come up with a new way of, of, can I get someone else to say yes? Right? The older we get, the more we learn the rules, the more we learn to listen to the no's. And eventually we start telling ourselves no. 
we stop being creative in how we solve solutions or provide solutions, how we solve problems, we quit looking at all the opportunities in our world and we just start to accept what is rather than what could be. And that's how we give away our power. And it's it's one of those things that, I mean, of course there has to be rules in society, but my biggest frustration is when we tell ourselves no, when we stop believing in the gifts and the talents and the abilities that we have. And instead of thinking, how can I make this work? We say to ourselves, it will never work, therefore I'm not going to try. And I, and that that leaves you powerless. Not only do you feel powerless, you become powerless. And sometimes you just need someone like me or or someone who knows you, a, a mentor, a good friend, to remind you yeah. the power you actually have. That you are powerful, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you work with, with individuals on, uh, on a personal one-on-one level or do you work with organizations as well? I typically work with organizations or speak at conferences. Although when I'm working with organizations, quite often I'm working with the leaders, the executive directors or the CEOs one-on-one. So I will provide mentorship to them. But it's always about what is the organization trying to achieve? How do we help the entire team be successful? How do I help everybody in the organization or the audience find their power? Absolutely. Great stuff. Um, I want to ask you if you have any upcoming uh, conferences or workshop that we can attend or how does it work? I'm planning something really new for me and exciting. Um, I'm actually hoping to offer a how to do a public speaking course in Lethbridge. I'll sign up. <laughs> I'd love to have you. And I'll tell you what inspired this is, it's not something I normally do, but so many times in this community, I've gone to events where I've seen strong, smart, powerful women especially, but men as well, get to the microphone. And there's a reason they're being asked to speak. They either have knowledge, they are an organizer, they're doing something important in this community, and they get to the microphone and they immediately apologize. They say, oh, geez, um, I'm sorry, I, I'm nervous, I'm not very good on the microphone, um, um, forgive my voice. And I think to myself, ah, you have such a gift to share with us right now. Don't apologize, don't be afraid of the microphone. You are here to share that gift, and I want you to stand confidently in front of us and share it. And so for me, it's I just want to take people in this community who have that message and help them feel confident and powerful in, in delivering it. So those uh that course as soon as the information is ready i'll share it with you and hopefully you can share it with your audience absolutely i'll definitely sign up because um that's one aspect that i need to grow that's fact um i tend to you know like you said once there's a microphone in front of you and you're looking at all these people you just become inarticulate and you just can't get the words out i'm sure everybody goes through that um it's similar to the question i want to ask you uh i read something from the book biology of hope from norma cousins and uh, where it says, we don't deny the things that happen to us. We defy them. And most people deny them. They don't defy them, including myself. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, how big how big deal of a setback is it for people denying the things that happened to them in the past? I really love this question, Nelson. It's a huge setback. Because we are who we are because of our experiences. Good bad, everything in between. Our stories create the person we become. And every single one of us has gone through difficult times. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter who you come from. All of our experiences 
And every experience is an opportunity for us to learn about who we are, about the world, about how we want to show up in the world. And so when we deny the experiences that have happened to us, especially the tough ones, especially the difficult ones, we are denying the fact that we got through those experiences. We're denying what we've learned from that. I mean, none of us are perfect. True. You know, we all screw up at times, but you can learn from that. And I've been through some very difficult times. I I wouldn't wish those experiences on other people, but I can tell you I've learned more from the tough times than I have from the successful times. And those tough times force you to stop and take a look at yourself. That's when you dig deep. That's when you look at what are my strengths? What what are my creative solutions? Who is around me who loves me and sees the best part of me? And you bring that forward. And so I think it's so important. This is what I tell organizations a lot and leaders a lot. Help people show up as their full selves. All their experiences, whether they're a parent or whether they've lost someone in their lives or they've gone through tragedy, those experiences shaped who they are. And the fact that they've gone through them, they've learned from them. And that's going to help you be better at what you do. And it's going to help you help others. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. I'm almost speechless now. Uh, you, I know you're well-traveled. You've traveled yeah, almost everywhere in the world. Um, where's your favorite place to visit outside of Canada? How could I, <laughs> well, I will say I have a lot of places I still want to travel to, but um, my favorite is really England because that's where I went as, my, as a youth exchange. And I was lucky many years later to go back. Uh, I used to work in tourism in Lethbridge and I was representing oh, yeah? in Canada in England. And for me, it's like going to my second home. Wow. Yeah, the families that I lived with there are still, they, they still think of me as their daughter. And um, yeah, I just, I love it. Have you been to Africa? I haven't, <laughs> but it's on my list now. <laughs> uh, if you ever shake, if you ever visit Africa, you should shake out Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, yeah, take my word for it. It's the best place in the world to visit. I will definitely check it out and I will call you for um, advice. <laughs> Absolutely. I got you. Uh, back home here in Lethbridge. Um, do you have a specific area that you um you you like to take a walk, chill by yourself, and meditate? <laughs> yes, anywhere in the River Valley. Uh, Bavan Park is one of my Tell favorites. Tell me about it. Oh, I, I think we're so lucky that we're we've got the coolies in the river right here, so you can be in the city, but in five minutes you can be surrounded by trees and birds and water. And there's so many spots in our parks along the river valley where you can just sit and and watch the water and take a deep breath and recenter. And um, for me, you know, there's a lot going on in my brain a lot of the time. Um, and sometimes I find when you care so much about the world and things going on, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah. And when I can go there, it just gives me that moment, you know, that you can feel the sun on your head and you can watch the water and you just take a breath and settle, right? Hmm. And when you settle, then the the thinking becomes more clear, your breathing's better, and yeah, for me, that's just getting grounded again. Wow. Settle. Days, um, I want to talk to you about something that you said that I found very powerful and encouraging, um, but some people might find it discouraging, right? Uh, you said um, we need to learn how to, uh, um, we need to learn how to lean into discomfort, right? And you, is very encouraging for me. I want you to tell us why it's important for us to lean into discomfort and embrace it. Yes, it's not easy. 
But I think it's really important because we typically don't change if we're comfortable. And I've learned that the times where I feel the most discomfort, there's something in my life I have to change. There's something that is not working for me. There's something I need to do differently. There's maybe a fear, something I'm afraid of that I don't want to acknowledge. So the more uncomfortable I feel, if I feel anxious, if I feel nervous, instead of trying to run from it, which a lot of us do, we try to, you know, we scroll social media, we have a drink, we try to do whatever we can to avoid our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions. Instead, in those moments, it's good to turn inward and ask yourself, mm. hey, what is bothering me? Because not only can we change things when we're aware of what it is, right? Um, if we're not able to acknowledge what it is, the fear just gets bigger, right? We're running from yeah. something, and because we're not dealing with it, the fear just grows and grows. Yep. But discomfort, you know, again, if we're comfortable, we're not going to change things. And sometimes we need to change. And and I think going back to your question earlier about power, yeah, when you feel powerless, that's very uncomfortable. True, true. And it's a great sign that, okay, this is not working. Maybe it worked for me once before. Maybe it worked for me two years ago, but I'm a different person now, or I want more out of my life, or I have the ability to give more, or people need more from me, whatever that is. And so being uncomfortable with your current circumstances forces you to say, okay, what can I do differently? What do I need to do next? What do I need to do now? And I, I just find that some of the greatest changes I've made have come from making myself sit in the discomfort and face my and being, and being uncomfortable. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. That's, that's, that's powerful. Um, you are not shy away from uh, sharing your personal stories and and when I listen to some of the stuff that you've you've gone through in the past, um, I honestly could not believe how you have so much optimism, right? And you are very positive. You know, you you're a very positive person. Um, how do you stay motivated and inspired, especially during those challenging times, those uncomfortable moments? Yeah, I wish I had an easy answer for that. Um, I just believe, I just believe in hope and I believe that life is beautiful. And sometimes during those moments, I I've learned that I try to learn from every experience I go through. So especially if something's difficult, I try to reframe that, okay, I'm going to learn something from this. So as hard as it is, as uncomfortable as it is, I'm going to learn. But sometimes you just have to get through hard times too, right? Like sometimes you just have to tell yourself, okay, this is going to hurt it's going to be yucky and i just need to get through it because i believe on the other side that life is a beautiful gift mm. and that we are here for a reason i have purpose there's things i'm meant to do i was born for a reason and that i just believe that there's so much beautiful there's so much more beautiful than there is bad well there's so much beautiful that is bad i um i agree completely and you said something now that i found very um so profound uh, we are born for a reason. Um, so technically we all have, you know, gifts, talents, uh, and abilities we, you know, we've been given. And I think it's actually something you said, um, something that I listened to you said before where you said, um, uh, and we are meant to use them, right? Uh, we all have light within us and we are meant to share it, <laughs> right? I really like that. Um, I want to ask you, why do you think it's so hard 
for so many of us to share this gift with the world, to shine our light through the world, myself included, really. It's scary. It's scary. And again, I think as children, you know, the whole world is an opportunity. You know, we run around and one day we want to be this and the next day we want to be that. And it's, it seems like there's infinite possibility. And then the older we get, again, we, we, we find out that it's hard. We, we fall, we get hurt. Um, it can be scary. We, we learn to love people and sometimes they don't love us back in the way that we need. Um, we get these voices in our head that tell us we're not good enough. And all of that contributes to us losing track or, or forgetting or, or our, what that light is that's in all of us. We have to see it. We have to believe it. We have to trust it. We have to value it and we have to encourage it. And when we don't fuel it, it's easy to lose track of it. The, the light becomes a tiny little spark. And so I think, you know, for myself, I haven't figured this all out on my own. You know, I've had so many people in my life that saw that spark in me when I couldn't see it in myself. When I was going through tough times, who reminded me of what my gifts are, of what my talents are, reminded me that I was loved and worthy of love, right? And so all of those pieces help that flame get stronger again. And eventually you have the support and you develop the confidence to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And I think if all of us truly look within and listen to ourselves, listen to our instincts, we will find what that thing is that we're meant to share. And then we'll know what to do with it. But we've just, we've created a world where we've stopped listening to our instincts. We listen to everything external and we distract ourselves with things rather than believing that, again, we're here for a reason. We have something powerful to give that as part of a community, our connection to each other and how we can help each other and how we can make this world even more beautiful is something that is important. Whoa. <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional um, just listening to you. I'd love to. It's Why? So, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And um, I've got a lot of work to do. And thank you for reminding me of that. Um, I read something that was written about you by Katie, Kate Photo. Right. Um, it's a story. Uh, I think the title is A Grief, a story of love and everything in between. And um, again, uh, I was very emotional when I was reading that. Right. And it was about, there was a lot in there, you know. Uh, but one of the things that struck me the most was that um, you spoke very highly of your late husband. And just reading about him, I was just like, wow. You know, I, I could just feel his spirit, you know, the, his presence through um, the way this story was, uh, goes on. Um, uh, his, his name is Emil. Is that how you say it? Emil. 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 Uh, can you please tell us a little bit more about him? I just want to hear more about him. Sure. Um, he was a character, larger than life. He really believed that life is an adventure. And tried to teach me that the entire time we were together. So life is all about adventure. Life is an adventure. Life is. Yes. Um, I've, I've known him most of my life. Um, and he saw in me, again, potential well before I did. He was my biggest cheerleader. Believed that I had so much ability to do big things in this world. 
He loved people so deeply. So many times he gave things to people, even when he didn't necessarily have it himself. But he just believed in community. He believed in serving others. Um, he had an incredible background. He was a farmer. He, he knew how to fly airplanes. He could fix anything. <laughs> he could, uh, worked with a lot of organizations and research and development. Just kind of did it all. But again, that philosophy of life is an adventure. You know, he went through some very, very challenging times himself. But again, believed that so strongly that life was a beautiful thing and that if we just help one another, that's what life is all about. So, you know, he he taught me, I was, I was always quite serious. Um, I grew up with some struggles of my own, as many of us do, you know, and he was, he taught me how to have fun. He taught me how to be young at heart. He taught me that no matter what's going on in the world, life, life is beautiful. It's, um, Watching someone so strong be sick for over seven years and eventually die was, was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But it also taught me that, again, life is short and we have a small amount of time to share those gifts and to make the impact that we're supposed to make. And I feel lucky in a way because he was sick for a long period of time it helped me prepare to be on my own now mm -hmm. and to know that as difficult as grief is and as hard as it is, that again, it's something I'm learning from and it's something that all of us are going to go through and all of us do lose. We, we all go through grief in, in many different ways and that we have to find a way to just keep believing and keep going and helping one another. Well, I'm, I'm almost speechless. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, to be honest, I, I struggled a little bit with, um, hosting people on the podcast in the bridge because I understand completely how people are very, you know, closed up or, um, community that we are, which is totally understandable. And having someone like you come on the show and I don't want to say be vulnerable. This is your job, your motivational speaker, you're an inspiration. And I, from my self i just want to thank you once again thank you so much this is this is this is really um a powerful episode for me really thank uh, you and it means a lot to, to really have you here uh going forward what do you hold on to dearly that keeps you going again i keep saying that that life is beautiful and worth living that's part of it but I just believe that there's things I'm meant to do. I've always felt that way. And the more I look at myself and the more I look for ways to be of service in this world, the more I surround myself with people who believe in that as well. Every day, if, if you look for it, you will find signs that will help you figure out where you're supposed to be. I learned this a long time ago. I'd gone through quite a, quite a tragic situation where I worked where an individual um, died by suicide. Wow. And for a long period of time after that, I had trained myself to see when something bad going to happen next. And if you look for what's going to go wrong, you'll find it. True. What changed for me is one day my husband basically said to me, you need to start looking for what's going to go right. You need to start to notice all the good things. And it's, it can be something as small as, right now, there's beautiful flowers everywhere. Yeah. I remember driving downtown in Lethbridge two weeks ago and just thinking, what 
a beautiful community. Look at all the flowers. There's people walking everywhere. The sun is shining. If you look for the good, you will see it. And so I find that the more I become aware of the opportunities to do the work that I want to do, and the more I look for the good in people, and the more I look for the good in our community, and the more I look for the beautiful things in our world, I find them. And so that's what keeps me going, because there are reminders around me all the time. I just have to choose to look for them. It's, it's a mindset that says, I believe in good, and I believe in the good in people and in this world. Wow. And so that's what I'm going to find. Uh, is that a growth mindset? Yes, it is a growth mindset. Absolutely. The thing is, it's about choice, right? I mean, again, I said earlier, all of us go through tough times. All of us have scars. Some, some of them you can see and some of them you can't. Nobody leaves this world not struggling, not suffering. You have to choose how you're going to move forward. You have to choose if you're going to make the day good. You have to choose the attitude that you bring. You have to choose if you're going to sit in the discomfort and change and grow. You're going to have to choose if you're going to interact with people and, and give your gifts and talents. Like All of this is a choice, but it's amazing because you get to choose. It's You get to choose. That's where our power comes back. You asked me at the start about people that, that feel like they are powerless. When you make the choice to seize your life, to look for the beauty, to live to the purpose that you were born for, then you get your power back. It's, it's your choice. Wow, it's your choice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable on starting your own workshop. Okay. <laughs> because uh, we need more people like you in the community and we need to have access to you. Many people do. And I feel like the more you people like you can create a platform where it's um, more accessible and people can truly value your in the importance of the work that you do, which I, I'm, I'm already, uh, I'm a student already. <laughs> I'll sign up. Um, for people, uh, what advice would you give someone that's trying to pursue a career as a motivational speaker? The most important thing is know what your message is and know why it would matter to someone else. Because I can talk all day long about things that matter to me, but I need to know what matters to you. I need to know what your needs are, what's important to you, what would motivate you, because that's what's going to resonate and that's what's going to create some awareness with you, some change in your behavior, whatever it is. So, you know, anyone can learn how to speak. I truly believe that. But the message is what's important. So speak about what you know about, what you believe in, what you believe is going to make the world a better place or that people that, that is so important that it's going to make a difference to someone. And then look at it from that person's perspective and go, why should it matter to them? Because that is the important part. Once you figure that out, you can learn the rest. Great stuff. Thank you. Um, I really don't want to sign out. <laughs> it's all right. I'll come back. We can do this again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, how can people get hold of you? How can people reach you on social media everywhere? Yeah, I, I'm on, I was going to say all the socials. No, I'm not. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and I have a YouTube channel. But if you look for Kimberly, L Kimberly Lyle, you'll find me. Um, plus, my website is KimberlyLyle.com. So Kimberly, and then Lyle is L-Y-A-L-L.com. Um, yeah, look me up any of those ways, or maybe you can put something in the show notes. And Absolutely. We'll, do, yeah. we'll, we'll put it up. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Do you have any message of hope, inspiration, motivation you want to share with the world? Uh, yeah, to not give up. You know, I would just say, Nelson, I hope your viewers understand your motivation for this podcast. Because I asked you, what made you decide to do this? And you said, as a newcomer to this community, I wanted to show others that they could make an impact and that they could be part of this community. And this is a vibrant community and we can all be successful. And I just love that so much. I think you are such a great example of what every person is capable of. It's seeing an opportunity. It's believing in yourself that even if you're nervous or scared about it, to do it anyway, because it matters so much. And so my message is just be like Nelson. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. Really, really, it's an honor to, to have you on the show. And we we'll definitely have you back sometime. Thank you. Most so much. definitely. Thank you. And massive thanks to every single one of you for tuning in once again and be on the lookout for our next episode. Peace.